Here we are. Another week. Here we are. Another week. And you know what another week means? What, Brando? It means that more comics have dropped at Crypto Comics. That's right. Oh, you're doing the crypto shout out this You week. like that? You like, like that it. one? I like it. <laughs> Just a nice little smooth little shout out. Now, where can you find Crypto Comics? You can find Crypto Comics at 3513 West Emory Road. Ah, you had to look. Powell, Powell. Tennessee. Powell. The zip code is 37849. Thank you for saying it like that. You know, I'm, I'm working on it. And, and if you if you need to call him, if it's easier for you to call him, that'd be 865-938-9528. I went there this past week. There some solid combos, weren't there? Yeah, it was, it was real great. You must feel real proud of yourself. No, it was real good. You know, I missed two weeks, and I already lose my job on this you show. You sure do. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I went there this week and got some more comics. Oh. And, you know, I've been saying to set up your file right there. Right. I did that. I have a series of comic books that I'm trying to collect, right? Uh-huh. I hadn't been there in like two or three weeks. Been kind of busy. A lot of stuff going on. I walk in. He hands me a stack of comic books. There you go. Wow. Just so, that easy. So excited. Just and, that easy. And then I gave him a lot of money. Hmm. And that's why you get the best deals in town at Crypto Comics. You do. Is our timer going, by the way? Yeah, it sure is. <sighs> sure is. We're going to do it. Um, so I know everybody's waiting to figure out what the topic of the week is. Baited breath. Um, and guess what? You'll find out in the intro. You'll find out. Joe, I love it. We're on the same page. That's not it. Oh. What? Well, it, on topic though. What a way to that spoil it. That is on topic. It. Yeah. Should we let it play <laughs> for a second? No, <laughs> just do the intro. Do the intro now. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another week of 1900 Nerdy Talk in the special edition of Star Wars Therapy with Joe. Yeah. Hey, that was enough. God, that was, that was really good time. Listen, that's, that's what it's like to be a professional. That was really good. Poor Jake's over here. He couldn't hear the intro. You know, it's funny. The buttons actually I red, imagined it. And I still hit the blue. Yeah. Yeah. They're color-coded. Yeah. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk, uh, where these three boys and special guest Jake, we're gonna be talking about Joe's dirtiest, nerdiest needs, yeah, and uh, kind of helping him through um, his Star Wars issues. The same way that these fine folks helped me through uh, my Harry Potter therapy, we're going to be having a Star Wars therapy session. You, uh, you probably know Jake Joe. from the uh, from the comic section. Yeah, if if you've ever been in the comment section, you've seen Jake and. I don't know how I feel about giving a voice to someone like Jake, <laughs> but I was outvoted on this one. So, Jake, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Brandon. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Official Com- friend of the show. He's in the band, Compadre. He's in the band. Yep. He's yep. one part of, of the J band. The OJs. The OJs. The OJs. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yep. Dr. J, Dr. Brando. Hey. Jake. Assistant Jake. I need y'all to fix me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess the best way to start this would be to get your history with Star Wars, Joe. My history with Star Wars. I'll get my notepad out. <laughs> yeah. What is Star Wars to you? Uh, a comfort blanket. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it's, it's a safe place. Right. Uh... It's a headache. Yeah. Yeah. Heartache. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was really young, when I say really young, uh, 10-ish, 10, 11-ish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the um, Phantom Menace is getting ready to come out. Oh, I remember the day. Trailers are dropping. Oh, yeah. I'm a wee little tyke. Well, I wasn't little, but I was a child. I think I was still sperm. Wow. Wow. Jake, how old are you? I have to bleep that one. What out. year were you born? Can we say sperm? Not a, I, don't know, I was taking a shot I there. I was, I was wondering if you would. Did you say what? I think I was a loot. <laughs> I was still some spam. Some, um, some spam. 23. I was born in 1999. 1999, I think. August of 1999. Okay. You were just a little baby whenever Phantom Menace came out, if I remember correctly, based off my timelines here. Yeah. Oh, were all Star Wars movies Christmas, re- Christmas releases? I'm sorry? Were all Star Wars we're movies all... Christmas releases? I don't think so. No. Most, I think most of the originals were. All the, all the sequels were. Um, we don't talk about this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, trailers were dropping. I was excited to see it. My pop says, no go. The original trilogy were all, uh, the original and the uh, prequel trilogy nice. were actually summer releases. Yep. So mm-hmm. almost none of them were Christmas releases, Jake. See, and this is why I don't give Jake a voice. <laughs> Every sequel movie plus Rogue One, we're all... Christmas I don't want to hear it. We're talking about Joe. Get over yourself, Jake. Joe. <laughs> all right, so talk more about your daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, so was Phantom Menace the first Star Wars movie that you saw? No. Oh, I was so, about to say. Yeah, so my pops wouldn't let me go see it because he's like, you're not going to go see this without seeing the originals. But how yeah. did that make you feel? Uh, I'm frustrated, learning but I'm I understood. a lot right now. You didn't watch this, the original Star Wars until Phantom Menace was coming out. You're a yeah. terrible therapist. Yeah. Wow, I'm learning. I'm learning. No, I see. This is this he's, like this is important. He's, he's taking it down. Taking Information it down. gathering. So then I get uh, I get like really bad pneumonia, mm. and mm-hmm. I get to stay home f- uh, with my mom mm. for about two or three days. Conveniently, mommy's and, boy. Absolutely, mom. Big and, and mommy. Then, uh, we went to a little place called Video Shack, which this <sighs> VHS is by the way. Yes. Right next Very to nice. right next to a joint called Kenny's Pizza. Okay. And this is in uh, Campty, Louisiana. This is obviously a core memory for you with how much that. Oh, 100%. 100%. And basically, we rented a bunch of movies, and three of those movies were the original Star Wars movies. Very nice. And so I got to sit in my bed, and I watched all three of them straight in one day, back mm. to back to back, and absolutely fell in love. I wore them out. I, I think I maybe even, I maybe even kept them. Now, and I was about to say, were you kind enough to rewind? Yeah, but I did, but I didn't take them back. You so know, my parents ended up having to pay for those. I'm fairly probably certain. Probably way too much as well. Yeah. Like, the late fees were probably much more than. Oh, yeah. It was like $400 or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, fast forward. I go see episode one with my dad in, in theaters. Was a kid. I was blown away by it. You know? Yeah. Uh, didn't understand why grown adults were griping and complaining. I'm like, dude, dude honestly, same. It's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, episode two comes out. I'm early teens at this point, like preteen, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. Old enough where my dad drops me and my sister off to go sure. see it opening weekend at the boardwalk in Bossier City, Louisiana. And, uh, a lot of people dressed up. It was crazy. Um, and really the biggest thing that I remember about that movie was we got to see Yoda fight with a lightsaber. Yep. And hopping around everywhere. Yes. The place went nuts. It's crazy to think now as an adult that people like crap on that movie so hard. Because all I remember in that theater was the was standing hype. O- the standing yeah. ovation when he, he when he ignited that lightsaber, the place lost their mind. Right. And then uh, same thing, episode three. I I enjoyed all three of those movies when I was when same. they first came out. When Honestly, I first came same. Out. Enjoys bad movies. Yeah, 
uh, I don't know. Objectively bad movies. Did not, uh, did not, I was taught to dislike those movies. Correct. Mm. 100%. Jake, don't you sit here and say same. Don't act like I didn't just hear you say that they were objectively bad movies. Don't be riding the fence, Mr. Jacob Tipton. Impressionable. So, no, I, d- I agree, though. I think we're more conditioned to say that those movies are bad because yeah. I still love watching Revenge of the Sith. Dude, it happens. I watch it all the time. Okay, but there's a difference between something that's enjoyable and something that's good, though. Like, you can have a guilty pleasure. Like, the Revenge of the Sith is a guilty pleasure movie. Like, there's really good moments in sure. there, but, Listen, like, good moments are not indicative of top-quality film. In the words of Into the Woods... <laughs> Not all nice things are good, and not all good things are nice. All right. You also picked Revenge of the Sith out of the all of which is objectively the like mountains above the the other two. I also now with the context of of Attack of the Clone or of the Clone Wars, like Attack of the Clones. So once it was retconned, the other series. I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. All right, I do have a soft spot in my heart for those sequels because. Like I said, I was taught to hate them. Yep. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. And same thing with Jar Jar. We were taught to yeah, hate Jar Jar. Yeah, we were supposed to hate Jar Jar. Uh, I still kind of hate Jar Jar. As a seven year old, I love uh, Jar Jar. For sure. I feel like he was a character made for my kids. Young love kids. Jar Jar. Yeah. So, like, Hadley really loves Jar Jar because she talks just like him. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm, I'm going to be really sad when she stops doing that. <laughs> I'm going to be sad. The day that she says, like, I. I'm tired instead of me tired. Oh, it's just I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shed tears. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, this on on the way home today, I hear this really sweet daddy, little, little little sweet voice, and of course, anytime you hear it, and especially in that tone, it's like, yeah. "Who do you want me to kill? I will give you, you whatever point, you want. I will kill them and bury the body, mm. and you know whatever <laughs> you want." And then she's like, "Violent, tendencies. very violent, <laughs> very violent." Yeah, she's like, "Daddy," and I looked in the rearview. I said, "What's up, baby?" She goes. Me gonna kick your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Say, yeah, my little savage. Anyway, uh, so I was taught to dislike those movies. Um, as I got older though, there came this, you know, Clone Wars hits, Rebels hits. Uh, I start getting into the books and the novels, the OG Clone Wars, yeah, for sure. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I begin to, as I get older and mature, I begin to realize that these stories. Are just branching off what the original foundation was in some of these sequ- in the in the prequel movies, sure. which caused me to look at them differently, which then caused me to become a you know a defender of the of the prequel movies, hmm. and I have defended them. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not crazy like in my defense. Where in the fact like these are like cinematic gold. I'm not that guy, right? Uh, but I do defend them from a story standpoint, especially from what they've been able to spin off from those. Which is why, yeah. as hard as I've been on the on the sequels, I've been like, you know, if, if the Mandalorian and, and Ahsoka mm-hmm. and Bad Batch and all these things are able to make the sequels better, let's go. I'm here. I'm here for that. But they haven't. But they haven't. And and here's the thing too is I think the reason why the prequels hold up better than the sequels will is at least there was a like consistent through line of what they were trying to do. Yeah. Like. Between seven and eight, and then eight and nine, they had no idea what they wanted in the story. Like Rain Johnson sure. took everything that J.J. Abrams set up in Episode Seven, was like, yeah. "Nah, 
we're going to go off and do all these things. And then they gave it back to JJ. He's like, well, I want to go back to the stuff that I set up in seven, but I don't have time to do it anymore. For sure. They just let us for a whole bunch of letdowns. So I get to a point in my life. I'm an adult now. Right. At that point, you know, and there's a large chunk of my life where I'm like, we're never going to get Star Wars again. No. It's not, it's never going to happen again. We're just going to, we may get shows. We may get comics. We're still getting comics. We're still getting books. But I'm, I'm never going to get a Star Wars. I'm never going to get to experience that right. again. And then that trailer drops for Force Awakens. Do yeah. you remember where you were? Absolutely. I was at work. Yeah. And that trailer hits, and I had all the feels. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the feels. I watched it 400,000 times. Chewie, we're home. The shot for shots. By yeah. God, we are home, Chewie. Yeah. Let's go. And I managed to drag my wife to opening night. My wife. Yes. Opening night. And I'm and the whole time she's like, I don't like being in crowds like this. But I'm going, you don't It'll understand. Be okay. This these are my people. Right. These are my people. Right. This is this is gonna be this is my sanctuary. Me okay? and my wife were also in a theater on opening night. Yeah, so like movie. this is this is me dragging the hardcore Southern Baptists to their first Pentecostal service. I'm like, <laughs> you're gonna make it out. It's gonna be weird for a little bit, but the music's gonna be it's great. Kind of weird. Yeah, and we're all gonna, and the music's gonna be the great. music's gonna be great, and we're gonna eat good afterwards. Sometimes. All right, there's gonna be people falling out everywhere. It's gonna be great. Just just ignore all the screaming, right? And that was kind of the, the yeah. thing. You know, honestly, great comp. Yeah, That's a yeah, great, yeah. And so we get in, and it is packed, right? Yeah. It is packed, and she's like, "I'm gonna kill you," like this is this, this is not good. But then you know the lights go down, the screen goes black, and it was like, I it was. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. It was a religious experience. Yeah, like, I, like hearing that intro song again. it goes silent, and you get you start hearing like the and they held it. That's what I loved about it. And they did that didn't do it for the the next two sequel movies, but for this one they held it. And it was just black screen, black screen, and the crowd starts woo 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 woo. You know, like oh, everybody's getting yeah. like, the popcorn up. woos. And then all of a sudden, the Lucasfilm thing comes across the screen, and it was just like yeah, we were electric. Screaming. It was electric. Nuts. And then then the music starts, and it was like absolute pandemonium. And I look over at Katie, and she's like, "Oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, all right." And I will say this. I enjoyed the crap out of that movie. Honestly, in same. that moment. And I'm tired of people shaming me for that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And and it honestly, out of the three sequels, it's the one that I can point to that's most like the prequels for me. 100%. Where it's like, I will defend that movie from a standpoint that I can turn that on and enjoy parts of that movie, right? Yep. Even though it is a shot-for-shot shot remake of and New Hope. Honestly, yeah. I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Like, so, like, I can enjoy that. Um but then, you know, things happen and uh, and y'all y'all know what happened after that and yeah. like you know, and I've defend defended Ryan Johnson for making a good movie. I think Ryan Johnson made a good movie. 100%. I think he made a really good movie. I think he made a bad Star Wars movie. Yes. Right. I think that, you know, I, you look at some of these Star Wars legends, uh, you know, I look at like Sam Whitner Whitner Whitwork, sorry, Sam yep. Whitwork. And like I love what he has said about Star Wars, and that you talk about somebody that he's represents Star Wars and yeah. defends Star Wars. My man, just he's constantly the professional. Dude, when are we getting a Force Unleashed movie? <sighs> Probably never, because <sighs> we want never. it. Because we want it, so never. <laughs> um, and so, like, you hear him talk about it, but then he's also not. Not he's like, that's not you know. He said, there's parts. There's reasons for this. George Lucas intended for this. He said, but you know, I'm not gonna crap on the movie, but you took. 
a character like Luke who represented everything that was good. You know, I'm not going to fight. Yeah. I'm not going to fight and kill my father. I'm going to take the high road. That guy who sat in, in the room with the emperor and Darth effing Vader, the room where it happened and said, I'm putting the lightsaber away. (laughs) That same guy who had was at, was face to face with Vader who killed all the peoples. Yep. And the emperor who was the devil and he put his lightsaber away and said, I will not strike you down. Yep. That same guy almost killed his nephew. <laughs> yeah. In his sleep. Because he had a gut hunch. Because he had a bad yeah. feeling about this. Ate some bad tacos. And he's like, I think I'm going to kill that dude. I just It doesn't fit Luke's character. <clears throat> so here we are. Here we are now. And that's not even the thing. Because like, I don't think it is the most... <laughs> true thing for Luke's character, but it's not like we haven't seen Luke act sure. hastily in the past. So it's it's not a huge leap for me to think that like sure a character like Luke would lose his grip and and jump uh, the gun in that I way. I think at that age the thing, though. The, the thing that really like and his nephew. Like yeah. he, he didn't kill his own father who was proven to be a dark Jedi. Who was a murderer. Yeah. You killed, right. I killed all the younglings. But he did almost kill his own father. I mean, he beat him up until like his suit breaks and then, and then the Darth Vader kind of kills himself in the end by picking up Palpatine. But regardless, it's like none of that would have happened if he wasn't if he didn't lash out in anger. And so I don't think that that like that part of it is not something that's like too far for me to go like a a story about luke like ideally a story about luke um that has him like really bound up in this like religion that he's a part of and it not be this says we're running out of time jake we'll probably jump on here again in a second but um oh gotcha but like a like a story in theory of luke being too bound up and falling in the same pitfalls as the original Jedi that we see in the prequels is a really good story. The fact that that story wasn't even a consistent one that was given through the sequels. And that's a problem that I have. At all. It's like, if if that's where he was going, like, if that's his line, 100%. Like, I'm right there with with you. But it's the fact that it's like, yes, he's like this stoic, you barely see him in Force Awakens. And then he's like cracking for jokes and taking this lightsaber that he yeah. had lost to his father and yeah. like chucking it over <laughs> his shoulder. Over his like shoulder. That doesn't make sense. So one one thing that Whitner Whitner Whitner, Whitner said about that that <laughs> I do love was he was like, I'm okay with a character making a shift like that. I'm I'm fine right. with making a shift like that, but it's not something that we need to see off screen. Right. For some for a character yeah, like right. that to make that kind of change, we need to be able to see that on screen somewhere. To, yeah. to to be able to deal with it. Yeah. <coughs> now, Joe, we, this this is the Joe Reigns Star Wars therapy. So far, I don't feel better. Right. Now, I think a part of the reason why and something that we need to start to discover and unlock is what were you wanting out of the sequel series? Because you weren't, I mean, you were a fan of the prequels. Mm-hmm. You were a fan of the original. What what were you wanting out of the sequel series? Number one, I knew I, what I wanted. Number one, I wanted the big three together. Mm-hmm. I'm okay if you want to kill them off. Sure. But I wanted to at least have them together. Right. We didn't get that because we chose to make Luke a hermit and put him on a mountain somewhere. So we did not get to see Han 
Luke and Leia together in the Falcon again. Right. And we'll never get to see that again. Nope. Right. Not in real. Not for real. I mean, we may CGI, and I'm fine with that, but we won't see that again. Right. <clears throat> I wanted to see in a continuation of their bloodline. I wanted to see a continuation. Really. Of, uh, you know, new Jedi um, with connections to these these people. Right. And, and I'm even okay with kind of had they had done executed this storyline better. Mm-hmm. I would have been okay with even how it how they chose to do the story, but they were just three polar different movies. And, right. Yeah. And each one tried to fix the the previous one. And I don't know. And that third one was just a big, it's a big old poopy, chaotic, it's the worst turd bag. Yeah. So, yeah, like I feel like they were trying to fix so many problems. They did, and, and then, but they were trying to polish a turd. Is what they were trying to do. Yeah, right. And they were trying to put. They were putting here's some whipped cream. Here's here's a cherry. We're gonna put some ice cream and some sprinkles. And I'm like, that's still a dog turd. Yeah, I th- I think the sequel series really is a lesson in fan service can only carry you so far because fans, you yeah. know, the fan service and cameos is the whipped cream and the cherry on top and the sprinkles, but that stuff don't matter if the cake ain't good. Like, can I, can I just as a hardcore star Wars fan? Absolutely. And I still love star Wars. 100%. And, and, we'll continue, and that's why it hurts. And I, and we'll continue to watch it. Like if you, if you do a cooking show with Obi Wan Kenobi, I will watch it. Okay? I would watch that show. I will watch it. Right. Um, but I feel like the the lovely folks at Lucasfilm and Star Wars, um, I partially just feel like they think I'm an idiot. Yeah. And that my fellow Star Wars fans are idiots. And I feel like sometimes things are explained to us that don't need to be explained. And I think that, like. A great counter to that is Andor. Right. And when they drop Andor, so they assumed that we were mature adult human beings who have bills and things like that. And, right. And I know, I get it. Before everybody screams at me, I know George Lucas made Star Wars for children. I get it. Right. Right. But at some point along the way, those children grew up to adults, and the adults are paying for the tickets, and they're right. paying for the merch, and these helmets that are all over our tables, and... I just paid for those. And so, like, at some point... Yeah, and I think, too, a part of it is, like, the original Star Wars, like, most of the people that went to go see the prequels and the sequel series weren't kids whenever the first ones came out. Right. But we were kids when we watched them. And then we were still kids when we saw the prequel series. And then we grew up with this incredible Star Wars culture. Yeah. Like, just absolutely inundated with comics and books and TV shows and new movies and all this stuff. And so whenever the uh, sequel series comes out, make those movies for the people who have been filling out the universe of Star Wars for 20 years now. Right. Like, why cater that to this new audience and then not even do it that well to cater it to a younger audience? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I would even argue that this younger audience, and no offense to anybody, any Gen Zers out there, most of them are going to go with it and they're going to flow with it, whatever you throw out there anyway. So, I mean, like, not saying they're dumb or anything, but I'm saying, like, they, if... The the storylines that they put out, this is a space opera. Right. Right. And so they're gonna tune into that. Correct. Because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the music and everything, it's cool. So like 
tried just a little bit. Right. I don't know. So I guess I'm looking at Lucasfilm. I'm looking at the stories of, you know, we, we got our, we got Filoni, who's our guy. We got Favreau out there, who's our guy. And, yeah. you know, we keep hearing more and more stories of Kathleen Kennedy making them change. One reason we got Boba Fett, what we got from Boba Fett was because, well, we got to, we have to throw Grogu back in there somehow, <laughs> and we've got to change. <laughs> we've got to right change ship. the story around. And the reason we got the the third season of Mando the way it is is because, well, we have to get Grogu back out there for because people are going to buy the toys and stuff. And it's, I don't know. I guess what I'm wanting from Lucasfilm is good stories. To quote Doctor J, mm-hmm. and there's lots of really good stories out there in the Star Wars world, in the comics, and in the novels. There's great stories there. Right. I want to see that on screen. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see Dude, y'all. Give me Palpatine's Cyclops son. That is a very niche Star Wars canon book. You or sorry, Legends. You want me to tell you what I want? I want. Oh God! What are those this, two clones? This that? one. This uh, one never happened. <laughs> yeah. What uh, are the names? Binks and Zoo or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like. Here's <laughs> what I want. I want HBO to buy Lucasfilm. Or Warner Brothers to buy Lucasfilm. Hey, no. It'll never happen. Never, It'll never happen. happen. Big dollars. Never happen. Jacob, wh- wh- where are you at with Star Wars? What What is your relationship and your qualms you, with Star Wars? Uh, dude, give me like two minutes because we have to refresh our Zoom session. Well, we only have three minutes left, so, so kick it off. <laughs> My qualms... Um, it feels like they're joke. They're laughing at our faces. I think mm. it's Disney as a whole, because mm. um, we see this. We're seeing this in Marvel content right now as well. That we used to where, not see. Yes, and it's like I don't know. I just we get so hyped over, and I, I'm doing. I'm, I'm literally following myself into like catching myself in the same trap because the Ahsoka trailer just came out, and I'm so excited for Ahsoka. Ahsoka <laughs> is my favorite Star Wars character because I, I grew up. I was a kid when the Clone Wars animated show was coming out. Right. So growing up, Ahsoka was my is is has been my favorite character. So when Rosario Dawson uh, came in season two, like I was like, let's go. And then the Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? I love Rebels, and so I'm I doing my to see Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Me too. And Lars Mikkelsen is gonna be him, who he voiced Thrawn in Rebels as well. So, um, but. It just feels like it's the same thing with Marvel content. They're literally just here. They play with our feelings. And yep. it's like, we're going to do this. We're going to make you think this is happening. And then we're just going to give you something completely, totally different that is going to be good on, to a certain extent, but not what you really wanted and not satisfying. So, yeah. It's truly a group therapy session, really, because yeah, we're, we're yeah. all these fans at heart, and we're about to lose Jake here in a second. Thank we can, God. We can <laughs> ha- cut out this little bit of audio as we're trying to get this back. Pause the timer. Pause the timer. No! <laughs> One second. All right, timer's back on. All right, you and your timer. What were, uh, all right, so, listen, we're coming to the end of our group therapy session. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a speed round. Mm-hmm. I want three things from each person on what Star Wars can do to right the ship in your heart and in your mind. You want to kick us off? I'll kick us off. I want 
an original Star Wars story again. Like, give me another Andor. Like, give me more content like that. Number two, I want this new story to not revolve around anybody with the last name Palpatine or Skywalker because there's no way in the world that the entire universe, all the important people in the universe have the last name Skywalker or Palpatine. And number three, give me just like, I want a big name in a Star Wars movie again. Like, but at the same time, I love how Star Wars discovered everybody. Like, there's, so Star Wars used to be the ones that made the big names. Yeah. Right. So honestly, give me the opposite of that because we got Samuel L. Jackson in the third one. We got the core three back in the uh, not the third one, but the prequel series. You know, we got the big three back for the sequel series. Give me just brand new, just blank slate actors, so I don't have any preconceived notions of like what to expect going into this film. Like, I want just a brand new original. Star Wars story just to know if they can still do it hmm. because that's what Star Wars was. It was an original space opera. Yeah. Like give me some of that. original ah, content. Ah, it's a timer. All right. Harry go. Uh, who's going next? Dr. J. You do it. So, uh, and we've said it a bunch. It's a, one of the phrases we've coined, but truly I just want a story. That's not garbage. It's like, I'm okay with Palpatine being the main center of it. I'm okay with Skywalker's being the main center of it because there's still so much there that was touched on in Clone Wars that like Clone Wars went on for a decade worth of television and there was never a moment where it felt like, oh, another story about Anakin Skywalker. Um, I just think that what we're lacking is what we got is somehow Palpatine returned instead of a story actually about Palpatine returning. And that's the, so that's the issue with it. It's not that these names have been overused in my opinion. It's just the fact that they, we've yet to see them be utilized in a way since the original movies came out. That may speak to my problem a bit better. The usage of the names were so unearned that I don't feel like they should be allowed to use them anymore. Which is yeah, and that's a hundred percent valid. For me, it's like I like I still want to see like one of my favorite stories from the Clone Wars series is with um, the the father and um, I'm just gonna say the, that right that the when they go I can't I think it's either the father season, the son and the daughter right it's either season four or season five in Clone Wars and like that is such a really cool story with Anakin you start seeing him like dive into like the the dark side of the force really we still haven't seen a true like fall of Anakin in the way that I feel like would be um, like satisfactory for the Star Wars audience because even in Clone Wars you see like nuggets of it and those nuggets are so good yeah you, you don't really get the sense that like like this is it's it's happened so abruptly of like okay He's, he's fine. He's got some anger issues, but he's fine. He's fine. Oh, he's murdering kids. Right. Like, there's not <laughs> right. that, there's not a, a yeah. bridge over between those two. And he really doesn't like sand. That's he my, hates sand. It's coarse. It sounds like my, it's va- everywhere. Course. It's my vacation from last year. It's the sand. It's the, right now we're murdering kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Dr. J's three points. Stupid. He wants a good story. He wants a good story. And, and he wants a good story. Um, I think that I, I didn't I had never thought about the like having characters or having actors in it that have chops, um, like the, to the point you were making a little bit earlier. I mean, Samuel Jackson was 
popular before Star Wars. That, that's what I'm saying. Like he like he put butts in seats. Like right. And so I I think having talented actors. I don't. I don't know. I sometimes I go back and forth between because there's characters like Rose that is just a very poorly written character, but it's not necessarily that her like acting is bad. Yeah, Daisy Ridley is a fantastic. Yeah, I, actress. Daisy Ridley is is a fantastic actress. Very very much. Ray so. is not a good character. <laughs> right. Ray is rough. So I, I kind of like. I don't know. I just want there to be like. Oh, she's town. such a Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm so upset about that. Okay. You said it. You said the. You I said, I said the thing. I said oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, uh, put a dollar in a swear jar. <laughs> I could go through three different reasons, but they all kind of go to the same. It's like I want fans of Star Wars to be making stories of Star Wars, but I also want not just fan. Like my biggest thing is like I know Filoni knows has read every single piece of content about <laughs> yeah. Star Wars ever, and he could recite yeah. it to you backwards. He's but. Being a Star Wars nerd and being a good writer are not synonymous. Sure, you see that in George yeah. Lucas himself. He's not a great writer, great story builder. Right. Those, those like the Star Wars universe is second to none as far as the the amount of story that can be written. But his directing style is not like he's not a great director. He's not a great like writer. The lines that are in the prequels are cheesy and not good. Um, yeah, for me, I just want, good. I just want a good story and talented people making that story. Jake, what three things do you want to see out of Star Wars? I want a solely Sith based okay. story. I don't hate that. So, so I like, I want to see, I don't even know where you want to go with it, but something about just, it's only about the Sith. Give me a Darth Maul's so, like, backstory. Yeah, something like that. Um, like, I mean, even the um, Force Unleashed video game starts off as a Sith-based Vader takes um, right. yep. Star Killer, and it's you're gonna train. I'm gonna train you to be my apprentice. So something like that. Two, stop catering to casuals. Um, I think sounds very gatekeeping, cin- Jake. <laughs> I think no. Here we go. I think in any cinematic universe, I think there should be pro- I think there should be projects that cater to casuals and projects that don't. Um, if you watched Avengers Endgame and you went into it as not knowing a single thing about the MCU, you're not going to know anything. That movie's not going to mean anything to you. But if you watched all the movies like we did, it was everything. So that's the problem why I have with Mandalorian is that it kind of catered to casuals. Um, and, it in an extent, and, hmm. and it shouldn't have. I think the payoffs, I've, stuff like that. So stop catering to casuals in a certain extent. Like, Somebody who's watched Clone Wars over and over again and watched Rebels, the, with the pay, with the payoffs that didn't happen by, with being, bringing in like Bo Katan Kreese and the Siege of Mandalore, that made me mad. I was like, this could be so much better if they just actually like make, if it made sense. Right. Um, I think we'll see. I think we'll actually determine to see how true that actually happens when Ahsoka comes out because Ahsoka is pretty much going to be a sequel to Rebels. From what it looks like, um, and number three, I want to see Cal Kestis in live action. Yes, Cameron Monaghan, freaking is, yes, Cam- with Monaghan. Monaghan is right there. Like yep. he's right there. He's prime age uh, for, and he's a great actor. And he would he's do a fantastic it. actor. I believe that I mean, he he's would practically do it. done it for uh, Fallen Order and now Survivor. I mean, he's just wearing a yeah, mocap exactly. suit while, while right. he's doing it. And he's a fantastic actor. I think I think Survivor is taking place the same time as the Kenobi show. So, which Survivor comes out next, This is it this Sunday, the 28th? 
the 28th this yeah. sunday yeah, should be on ps5 and current uh, current gen so but Game yeah those on. three things don't cater to casuals well cater to casuals but have projects where you don't cater to casuals. slightly like, catered give to casuals. Us, yes um a sith based story and then I'm, i want to see camera on hand and live action great joe 30 seconds Kathleen Kennedy needs to step down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hats off to your phenomenal, phenomenal career and all the money that you have made Lucasfilm. Yeah. But you are not a fan. Right. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, she kind of is. I mean, she loves George Lucas. I don't doubt any of that. Right. But I don't think that she keeps up with the fanhood side of it. Right. Um, so, if she did, she would know they all hate her. Yeah, and so yeah. like I think it's time for her to step down. I think, and I'm not, and I'm not going to really speculate who I want to take that place because I don't, I don't know how much of the chaotic stuff is falls at the feet of Favreau and Filoni, right? Or how much actually technically falls at her feet, and right. She's not letting them do their thing, right? Which brings me to point number two: stop micromanaging. Yeah, whoever steps in that place needs to quit micromanaging. Yeah, let them hang themselves if it's with a bad project. And let that be the reason that they have to get like, fired or, or get remember, or stepped away. Favreau launched the MCU. Absolutely. Let him do what he does. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so quit micromanaging the projects. That's why people are leaving. That's why we keep losing directors. That's why we keep losing writers and producers. Give them, if you hire them for the project, let them do the project. Let them do the project. Yeah. You, you give them a game plan. Here's the game plan. Now let them do what they do. Yep. That's why they have all the Oscars and awards and everything else in their closets. And number three, I want Keanu Reeves in the Star yes. Wars world. And Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. But specifically, I want I want Keanu Reeves uh, playing, I don't know where I got him at, playing Revan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a storyline that you can, the, you want to talk about something that the casuals would love? and the hardcore fans would love, this whole mentality of, well, we've seen it in a video game, or we've seen it in a book, so we can't put it on the screen. No, horse crap. The last of yeah. us. Every MCU movie came from directly from a comic book. Correct. That everybody and their mother saw coming. Everybody yep. knew what was going to happen with Thanos. Most of these people know what's going to happen with the Kang outside of domestic issues, outside of the thing. Right. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I had another joke there, but I stopped it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maturity. So those of you that know the story of Revan and how that works out and, and the Knights of the Old Republic and all that good stuff, we still want to see it in live action. Yeah. Right. I yeah. want to see Keanu Reeves. I want to see uh, John Wick with a lightsaber. Give yeah. me that. Give the people what they want. You know, he could honestly just play like a really old Kylo Ren. That too. I don't care. It'd be kind of sick. I don't care. Well, I, 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 oh, I yeah, he died. With, I agree with everything. That, character. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys Waste. said about the this. It's the the universe is so vast. Yeah, I mean, you there's all kind of stories that you can tell. I'm just take the micromanaging out of it. Yep, you're very talented individuals. Yep, let them do what they do, and then let's see what happens. You might get some. You might get those merch deals merch moments that right. you. You're going to get anyway. Yeah. I mean, and you're Disney. You know how to capitalize on things. And, and yes. to that same point, it's like 
Like the the talent is there. I mean, if they wrote a story that's half as good as their effects department has been in yeah. the Mandalorian, it would so be the good. the absolute best story that's ever been released for uh, television ever. Yeah. My last and, and final point when it comes to the Star Wars world is you like management, whatever we want to call it, butchered the sequels so bad to the fans. You had the fans ready to kill each other. You had the fans ready to turn turn against Lucasfilm yep. in the Star Wars world. You had the actors and actresses stepping away going, I will never do this again. Yep. Um, um, and even with all of that, we get, still showed up. We're still getting Daisy Ridley back. Yep. There's rumor, John Boyega might come back. There's rumors Thank that we're God. getting John Boyega back. Yeah. I mean, and especially John Boyega. They did yeah. him dirty. Especially yeah, Daisy they did Ridley. him so dirty. Just for me. Like, Mark Hamill was openly, like, irritated. Right. And he still keeps coming back yep. and playing that part. So, like, despite how badly you guys handled this, they keep coming back. So, maybe. Take care of people. Maybe. Write good stories. Here we go. That's all I'm saying. Roll the outro. That's all I'm saying, man. That's it. Aggressive. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) That was was so good. (laughs) This has been yet another week of 1-900-Nerdy Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening as we talked all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on 1-900-Nerdy Talk. (laughs) Say it again. Say our name again. Make sure you tune in next week as we continue the conversations (laughs) on nerdy things right here. Do it. One. Yeah. 900 Nerdy Talk. Not two. Not two. Thank you, Jake, for tuning in with us. I'm going to the store before it closes. (laughs) Oh, and go check out our merch shop. Go look at our merch and our YouTube channel. <laughs> Share our stuff on Here's social that media. Intro. Uh, you know what? Uh, something. Mm-hmm. Bye, Brando. Oh, you're being real. Oh, yeah, no, I'm being real. I'm right, Kroger, close